0: Thank you for tuning in to Splat Attack. This episode, we will be doing an episode review of Legends of the Hidden Temple with special guest, Catherine Mangan. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit the like button and subscribe. If you are listening on a podcast app, please leave us a review. As always, we want to continue to grow our channel, and the best way to do that are these very simple things. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe to our Patreon We have exclusive episodes, bonus content, and watch parties every month. It is very affordable and will help us to keep the podcast going. Go to patreon.com slash splatattack. Thank you all for your support, and now let's head into the temple.
1: Legends of the Hidden Temple. With your guide, Kirk. is now thank you thank you very much nice to see you thank you omek welcome to legends of the hidden temple the rooms are filled with lost treasures that are protected by mysterious Mayan temple guards only omek knows the legend behind each of the treasures in this temple which one are we gonna hear about today the legend of the diary of Dr. Livingston
2: Welcome, Slimesters, to Splat Attack, where we're taking it back to the slime past. I'm your gackarific Legends co-host, Brett.
0: And I am your slimetastic, stone-faced co-host, Alex. And, alright, we've had Legends episodes, both Season 1 and Season 2, so it's time we get rolling for Season 3.
2: You know it is, Alex. I mean, we can't we can't go a season without talking about <laughs> legends, so here we are today, back at the Hidden Temple for some more action. And uh, what, what legend are we going to talk about today? I'm kind of curious.
0: Uh, today, we are going to be talking about the Diary of Dr. Livingstone. Ooh,
2: exotic. <laughs>
0: and, I mean, we had guests for the uh, last two episodes, so we've got to have one of the contestants of this episode, so... Brett, who is our
2: guest today? Well, looks like uh, Olmec is uh, lowering his gait and allowing, I think, a green monkey to descend the steps. Uh, (laughs) So who who is here today with us to compete with me across the moat?
1: (laughs) Well, the legend is set, and one of these six teams will have a chance to retrieve the diary. Will it be the Red Jaguars? The Blue Barracudas? The Green Monkeys?
3: Uh, hey Brett, I'm Catherine Mangan, um, the greenest of all monkeys, I don't know, <laughs> um, not a flying monkey yet, um, still after 30 years, but um, yeah, I'm so excited to be here to, to reminisce on this with you guys.
2: Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you here and uh, compete with us through this Legends episode. Before we get into the Legends
0: episode, I, over on my personal Instagram, you had seen stuff, you had seen some of the pictures of other Nickelodeon shows, and you had commented on some of the shows you used to like. What are some what what connections do you have with Nickelodeon prior to uh, prior to being on Legends? What were shows you liked? What were some memories that you had attached to Nickelodeon? What did it mean to you?
3: So the biggest thing um was that I noticed when I looked at your page, the first thing that jumped out was welcome freshmen because um so my dad was in healthcare development, which meant like I moved around kinda of like an army brat, but we lived in Pennsylvania before we lived in Orlando and like Orlando just felt like, oh my god, that's Hollywood, like that's where the magic happens. And um it just felt like this, you know, I don't know dream place and my dad and i had shows we watched full house and then we watched welcome freshman every sunday and um i think like most of the jokes i didn't even get because i was probably like nine or so at the time but i'm like this is hilarious oh my god they're so amazing these these cool older kids and um but that was just like i barely remember anything about the show but i remember just sitting there with my dad and like that being he's a creature of habit and so am i and that was our show and like how cool to have that but yeah there were several others i remember ren and stimpy and not being allowed to watch it
2: so I'm <laughs> yes. like, same here didn't stop me
3: <laughs> i i was like i don't know if i was too young or if that just says how like like sheltered or like how much adolescent prejudice my mom had against shows like that but whatever still funny (laughs) um yeah yeah so a lot of fun memories
2: yeah i noticed that um welcome freshman appealed to a surprising amount of younger kids and i think a lot of it just had to do with like the time slots in the afternoon and somehow the school setting was relatable like i i too remember watching welcome freshmen at an unusually young age and i mentioned i mentioned that to uh, our guest christopher Loban way back in episode three of our podcast about that and uh you know it, i think it's just the school setting when it all comes down to it and one of the episodes i remember most fondly is like the one where everyone's lips turned purple due to the frozen yogurt machine that they had in the episode Yes!
3: Is that a new shade of lipstick? Huh? Well, your lips are all purple. They are? Hang on. I always make fun of myself for having the worst memories, short and long term, but like when someone mentions, it's like a scent that'll bring you back Mm -hmm. when you mention something like that. Like, yeah, that's so happy.
0: I don't remember who it was. I think it was Jeffrey Darby, but in the book... Slimed, the oral history book of Nickelodeon, I think it was Jeffrey Darby, but he was talking about how they chose the setting and the age group that they were targeting Uh, because adults, they tend to want to relate more with a younger audience. Uh, which is why you usually see uh, a lot of the adult shows where they're a little bit younger, and it's the opposite for kids. They're wanting to be older, so this is why you had a lot of shows that were targeted to kids, but they were teenagers, like Clarissa Explains It All and Welcome Freshmen and and, uh, Secret World of Alex Mack. They intentionally had the kids just a little bit older because that's what they're going to be going into, that's what they want to aspire to, so it does not surprise me at all that you guys were into Welcome Freshmen at, at all
3: oh god and clarissa oh my god <laughs> <laughs> clarissa was that was my up uh, sorry that was my other big memory that i uh we watched that my and my dad was always like she's so cool and you know all the girls were trying to dress like her and um and that was in pennsylvania before we moved and then when we moved to orlando uh, my first summer there i booked or booked like i i got a part in a local play. And um, it was Gypsy. And then um, David Eck, who played Clifford Spleen, Herf- Finn? Spleen Herfer, <laughs> um, was in the play with me. And I just was like, I love you so much. And he was like, dude, it's not that big a deal. Like, I was just on a few episodes. I was like, you're famous. And I grew up watching you on television. And <laughs> But, like, we're still friends to this day. Like, he came to Kansas City and, like, visited me with his wife and his daughter. And, like... I'm like, I'm still best friends with Clippert. That's so cool. That's
2: pretty awesome. Yeah. N- not many people can say that, that they're, you know, friends with a TV star that they saw on television on Nickelodeon nonetheless.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, this is, this is why we love doing this because we get to learn <laughs> cool stuff like this. It's so fun.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, going into Legends, before we go into the episode itself, what do you remember about getting involved with the show?
3: Um, I think that my mom, so my mom, I never thought of my mom as like a stage mom, but she definitely was so much more supportive with my acting and and like just the kind of things I wanted to do. And so I think she saw a newspaper. She would always clip the newspaper. And um, I think she saw a newspaper ad for kids to go try out. And we lived like two to three minutes away from Universal Studios. So it was on a, weekend like a saturday and we went and um i had to go audition and i was so nervous but i think i think i probably had just turned 12 and uh yeah i'd seen it on tv and i was like oh i'm not one i am not an athletic kid like i'm not not athletic if i wanted to be but i just never i was always the kid that's like let me have a cold like i can't do pe today but so i'm like i'm not gonna be able to do any of the things um but i got there and i Like, I don't think the tests were very hard. (laughs) I (laughs) nailed the tests and and then uh, nailed the written test. And and they were like, all right, you're going to be in an episode. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. This is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just thought like, oh, my God, I climbed a rope. Like, obviously, I've made it in life. And I am a superhero.
2: (laughs) I mean, especially to kids who always wanted to be on the show. But you know they were either too old or too young to get on it's it's really cool to have the opportunity where the stars align and you can just be there
3: yeah i was so i was so i never took that for granted how lucky i was that we moved there when we did
0: well uh going into the episode itself brett do you want to give us a bit of intro to the episode and we'll start running into that
2: with pleasure, Alex. <laughs> so we have here the the Diary of Dr. Livingstone. Uh, it's from Season 2, Episode 7, or Episode 747 overall. I believe the temple layout is number four for those who are Die Hard Legends fans and keep track. Uh, it, the episode aired on July 27th, 1994, and uh, the artifact location is in the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Or I should say, the shrine of the silver monkey. <laughs> I don't do it as good as Josh, but you know, you got you got to give it pathos to really nail that room title.
1: Hey, Olmec. Yes. I want you to know what really happened. What do you mean? You're telling me that what was on TV
0: wasn't actually what happened? Oh man, Josh did a killer impersonation.
2: I guess we'll just jump right into things, unless either of you have anything to add. I know you won't have an uh,
0: in, in accurate uh, recollection of this question, but uh, I know that when they filmed the show, they would do all of one segment at a time, uh, which by now, this is our, our our third guest episode of Legends, so we've firmly established that they would sh- do all of the moat, then go on to do the steps. I've wrote all the steps of knowledge and all those things. Do yeah. you remember how long you had to wait in line? Uh, were you
3: in the green room
0: for a long period of time? Were you there for a shorter period of time?
3: I um, I don't think so. I remember, well, I remember, can I have a spoiler alert? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember I didn't make it that far. So I remember it being sort of a short day and like being really down on myself for it. But, um, that being said, I think I got, I mean, I think we were one of the first, I think they did a couple of episodes in one day. And, um, I think we were the first, so I was out of there in the like early afternoon. Um, but, so I don't remember being there that long. I I remember just kind of like getting our stuff and being Told stuff really quickly and then, like, it happening and being like, oh my God, this is real. Um, and I also remember seeing my partner and being like, oh my God, what a nerd. <laughs> and then, like, watching it, like, now being like, oh my, oh no, they put the nerds together. Yep. <laughs> and guess what? I got glasses too. So there's yes. a nerd trio. <laughs> like very clear what they were thinking. <laughs>
0: Yeah. What was it like being on the set?
3: Um, oh man, that was that's something that like you can't I was trying to explain oh, my boyfriend's a skydiver and I keep trying to like he's like trying to recruit everyone to do it. And I'm like, it's not as scary as you think, like when you jump out of the plane, like your body it's so fast and it's like so different that your body doesn't even register what is happening. And I swear that's the same feeling like after watching the show and never being like, in Pennsylvania, never being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna move there and be on this show. Like not knowing you're moving to Orlando and then all of a sudden walking in and it was a huge soundstage. And it's just as like your adrenaline just shoots through the roof. It's magic. (laughs) I mean, I'm a sucker for stuff like that, but it really was just magical.
2: Did you get a chance to um, tour the hidden temple at all before the game started or you started filming?
3: Not really. I mean, they showed us um, like in front of it, but we didn't get to, I I was sad because I never got to walk through it or Mm. or anything like that.
2: Yeah, because I know sometimes they do like tours to help kids get familiar with it before they do like the temple run and stuff like that. So I wasn't sure if it happened.
3: Must have been people that made it further than I did. (laughs) Which I beat myself up for to this
0: day. What season was Joe on? Uh, three. That may have been something they did afterward. Uh, to uh. to the, I'm, I'm assuming that's probably uh, for uh, our Slamsters who are listening, uh, because what Brett was talking about was we had a guest in season one who had said that prior to the show uh, filming they walked everybody through the temple so that way everybody had a chance to at least familiarize themselves with it before they started actually doing the 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 episode but with catherine not being able to go through i would imagine that's probably something that they had changed for season three Mm -hmm. probably to help speed up the process of avoiding confusion and where to go and what to do and and um because you don't know who's gonna win and and you don't know um you don't want to take the time to set up everything again and then walk them through it again. So I would imagine that's probably something where they just walked everybody through like a bus mm-hmm. uh, uh, for the day. Mm-hmm. At least hypothesis. It
3: right. is also 100% possible that they did. And I have no recollection of it happening. That's fair. <laughs> but I, mm-hmm. I don't think it has. I fair sort of safely say, I don't think that happened.
2: <laughs> did you, did you watch the show on Nickelodeon before appearing
3: on it? Yes, I did. I did, yeah. The only thing I remember about when I was watching it was, because I guess it would air after school, I don't know, was that when I remember going on set and being like, I really don't want to make it into the temple because like, what will happen? Because I was terrified of the guards. Yeah, they're scary. and terrified and I would have like nightmares about them and I was just like I don't think I could do it so I'm not I'm not a haunted house person I mean it's like <laughs> the last i I mean I feel like everyone loves that and I'm just like nope hard pass you guys have fun and I and it was like they're they want me to be in a haunted house, and they then try to win and do puzzles. Like, what is wrong with them? <laughs> it's, but, funny you,
2: it's funny you mention that, because when they're like workshopping and prototyping the, the game show, they consider this to be like a haunted house that you'd romp through before it turned into like a, a jungle temple. So uh, there's a little like connection there.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's that's exactly what it seemed like to me. And I remember like, but I remember the slides and thinking that was cool. And like blocks that you could like just burst through like if it, you thought it was a wall and
2: yeah yep. that was between the the dark force and the mine shaft you can just like punch through yeah. instead of having to like hit an actuary to open a door
3: yeah.
0: yeah yeah catherine that's very much in sync with the way i felt when i was a kid uh, i was a very frightful child i was scared of absolutely everything and um I I was more partial to guts than I was legends. I still very much loved legends. For all of you slimesters who are about to type in the comment section, how much of a jerk I am. <laughs> I love I loved legends. I liked guts more uh, because I felt like well there there's no feel it's it's true. You got to do everything on guts, whereas legends you were limited to. It, it was. A, it was an elimination round every single time. Uh, but I knew that if I was ever going to get to be on a show, one, I wanted to be on guts because I would get to do everything. And also I don't have temple guards who are going to jump at me. If I happen to get through the temple and that, that
2: terrified me. I didn't want to do that.
3: I'm like, I'm I 12. I'm too young to die. Too young <laughs> I, like,
2: I don't work. know if you got to watch your words, Alex, they might follow you into the extreme arena and chase you up the aggro crack. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I like to see them try. I mean, those things are intense, especially when you get to the the super aggro crag, which is the third iteration of all like the ice and the snow and the the glitter and the lights. It's like you're having a seizure and you have to climb out a mountain at the same time. But getting back to legends, because that's why we're all here to talk about legends today. um, We're going to start with the moat section of the Diary of Dr. Livingstone. Uh, So, all six teams uh, end up crossing the moat by placing four boards across two parallel rungs, taking the one behind them and putting it in front of themselves in successive order in order to bridge themselves across. Um, And I thought this was pretty creative because it required a lot of teamwork, a lot of thoughts, and you had to definitely not rush this because if you missed a board straight into the the moat pool and you had to dig yourself back out and try again. Uh, so slow and steady definitely wins the race here and as it turns out when we go through this uh it happens a lot faster than you'd think uh green monkeys actually crossed first at a minute seven seconds which Catherine was a part of so congratulations for uh being the front runners there
3: thank you that we were very proud of ourselves (laughs) (laughs) um
2: I'm, i'm gonna mention the other teams and then you can talk a little bit more about that segment uh, so the blue barracudas were in a close second, actually, uh, with a minute and nine seconds, just two seconds behind. And then we had silver snakes in third, with a minute and ten seconds. And then finally the purple parrots at a minute fourteen seconds. So they're all neck and neck all down to the wire, yeah. and it came down to just milliseconds of like running to that gong and hitting it in time.
0: So what do you remember about doing the moat?
3: Um, I vaguely remember like a little bit of arguing. <laughs> <laughs> and be like i don't know if we're gonna get along that well but um because we were he was really quiet i don't even remember his name that's terrible i feel like such an old lady right now um but i he was really quiet and then but then i think he talked more during that and and we sort of like made the pl- like knew right away by just kind of looking around us that slow and steady was absolutely the game plan Um, although it did like it felt like it took forever I do remember that and then I remember going back and watching it now and being like oh my god that was so fast but it felt like it felt like the longest thing at the time like we're never gonna make it Um, but yeah I and then I remember being just my adrenaline just going through the roof like which is so it's so great like who gets an experience like that with all these people cheering you on and like the studio or not the studio audience but then like the tours of people going by where they could see you and um yeah just so awesome and i remember what like i watching it and i forgot we had mouth cards and everything and I, and just being like like i have a still of me going ooh, ooh, ooh. you know how you used to like do that when it was your senior so yeah and i yeah. was like did i do that oh my god I did that okay but yeah it was it was fun i loved it <laughs> it was it was very
2: amusing to see that and uh just everyone crossing the moat and seeing all their different techniques
0: mm-hmm. i think that's the one of the better moat comp- uh, competitions they've done because the, the moat is incredibly unforgiving sometimes and um it's usually very turn-based, where one has to cross and then you have to wait for the other one. And sometimes it's incredibly physical, having to climb over things, and uh, it's 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 unforgiving most of the time. Uh, this one, it it was really amusing to watch because there's far less action to watch. It, you are watching a slow crawl, but which sounds boring if to just say it out loud you're watching a slow crawl but it was just going by the times it was a very very close match all the way down the board and uh which made it that much more engaging because you're you're i don't think a single person fell uh it was very very close all the way through and uh um, it's really fun to watch these whenever I have guests on, because every single time I watched Legends as a kid, red is my favorite color. So I always went with the red Jaguars. But uh, now any time that we're having a guest and I'm wanting to rewatch the episode, now all of a sudden I'm focused on that guest. And it's like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I know you, you get there. but come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's, it's really fun. It's it. It's so fun. It's so fun. But it, that I, I love the teamwork aspect of this because you, you're both going at the same time. And uh, and you have to communicate and you have to plan and you can't go quickly. Uh, you, you do. You're going to slip and fall. Uh, this is one of the best, if not the best, moat layout comp- competitions that they've done.
2: Yeah, and it still keeps things high stakes because of how delicate you have to be, which is very atypical of a moat crossing. I mean, from my memory, you've got lily pads you have to cross, you have to slide across like slippery uh, pathways, you have to like do like rope bridges over and like across. I mean all sorts of different maneuvers. But this it's it's very team focused, it's very take your time, do it right. And also because everyone's equally good at it, you're you're just sitting on the edge of your seat you know, seeing Oh, who's it going to win? Who's it going to win? Is it my team? Is it my team? It's like watching a, a horse race or something, you know, just betting for your color.
3: <laughs> yeah. I remember it not like having no idea that we were in first, just hearing lots of loud noises and being like, this is a disaster. But I, I, I was so happy when that ended up being the challenge because I was a ballet dancer um, pretty much just up until like, was- that time, like twelve or thirteen, but I um, had done it since I was very, very young. So the balance was like, oh, I was like, I got this. <laughs> That's the. I may not have the arm strength, but I have the balance. So. <laughs> Do
2: you remember the prize that you won for crossing steps and knowledge, or was that for the the contestants who didn't make it?
3: I I don't. I was trying to think of that, and I sh- I should have watched the whole episode through again before I got on with you guys.
1: We got a great gift form, and here's what it is: it's a $50 shavings bond. That's the pages of
0: Star Wars: A Droid Scale. To battle Imperial TIE fighters, stop the Death Star trash compactor, and more. This ultimate soundbook features hundreds of interactive options and the authentic voice of C3PO.
3: But I want, I think it was just for people that didn't mm-hmm. make it. But it was like a savings bond or something like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
2: the 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 (laughs) prizes are very bizarre even more so when you realize um at least when you do the research on these episodes that they had like uh prizes of the time during the original recording and then when these episodes reared for nick gas for some reason they like edited some prizes from figure it out into it to make it seem more modernized so um in some in some recordings you get like squand because it came out in like 1995 or in other instances you get like Sketcher shoes because that was the big thing in 98 yeah and then other times you get like an nes game because it's like 93 or 94 and that's popular then so you you never really know what you're getting whether like you're watching it or actually playing through it based on how they set it up
3: yeah i i've got to figure out what i've got to i bet my mom knows that I don't I remember it just being like something that like I couldn't hold and I was like that's not cool <laughs> <laughs> I want a trophy with a green monkey on it and like
2: that would yeah. have been amazing
3: yeah like I don't just want a t-shirt I need a golden monkey. <laughs>
2: they, they didn't even give you the box of nerds that they <laughs> I mentioned in the previous episode <laughs> I would have been happy if I just did that for a day you know we were the nerds
3: so why did we not get nerds like nerds I don't,
2: don't get nerds oh. Don't Stanley. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh,
0: that broke me.
3: That's not cool. <laughs> nerds that's don't okay.
0: Tru- true words. Don't ever. get nerds. We're gonna make it's a like shirt of that. <laughs> <are people. laughs>
3: yeah. yeah
2: exactly. Oh man, that was good. Yeah. But uh, moving on to the steps and nods. Now that we've dried off with our uh, you know shirts and water shoes, uh, Olmec is actually going to tell us a little bit more about the legends of Dr. Livingstone and his diary. So it turns out that a famous journalist of the 1890s who took on the challenge of finding the lost explorer Dr. Livingstone, his name was Henry Stanley by the way, due to his famous reputation reporter Henry Stanley constantly worried over the best way to introduce himself should they make contact in the jungles of Africa during the rainy season. Henry boarded a ship to Zanzibar and practiced hello doc and it seemed too casual for him. As he wrung out his rain soaked khakis, he also tried another approach. Doctor, how do you do? He felt it was too stiff for a greeting. When he arrived in Unyan-Yembe, he was informed that Dr. Livingstone was in Ujiji and he altered his course in that direction. Along the way, he wrestled a lion and considered the greeting while doing that, pleased to make your acquaintance doctor, but it felt too formal to him still. Finally, when he made contact with the missing doctor, Henry Stanley blurted out, Dr. Livingstone, I presume? And with that moment, a new phrase was coined. As a result of their encounter, Dr. Livingstone handed the reporter his diary as proof that they had met. And along, along the century, you know, the diary eventually made its way into the temple as legend would have it, to be resting on top of a shelf in the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Your quest is to retrieve that artifact. So do you have any specific memories of the steps of knowledge that you'd like to share with us, Catherine, about like answering the questions or what was going through your head at the time?
3: So I am super ADD. And um, so I was like, in my head, I was just like, listen, Catherine, listen, listen, listen. And, um, but I was like, oh, there's shiny things to step on. shiny things in my head. <laughs> Like and then I was like, "Oh, this is so exciting! We won them, we won them out first. Oh my gosh, we're gonna do great. We can actually do." This. And then it was like, "Oh God, they just said a bunch of stuff," <laughs> like, and I'm like, "Well, I think I know that. <laughs> I think I maybe know that, anyways." But um, but yeah, no, I. And then when they started asking the questions, I just remember being like, "Oh my God, I heard nothing." <laughs> but uh, I I don't, rem- I remember. I think we got the first question, but I also am like. I thought of this the other day because I think you had asked for me to hop on with you guys. And, uh, my work and I, we did like a team bonding thing and there's these battle rooms. Um, so we did a game show battle oh, that's and cool. yeah, they're really cool. Apparently they're popping up everywhere, but it was, um, it's so cool. You have your own host and like producer and you get to do play all these games. But I remember very quickly about myself that like, I'm, I, I'm like fat fingered I'll be like I know the answer (laughs) like and I I don't like I or it won't come out of my mouth and I and I feel like I can't remember if we were both like I don't remember if he ended up hitting the step first and like us not knowing or what happened but I just remember being like oh my god like all the energy draining out and being like "I, I failed I really failed. Mm. But yeah, I think it was the second question or something.
2: I I remember hearing one about like I I don't recall all the questions either, unfortunately, because little prep time, uh, short answer, but I did remember like one of the answers had to do with like National Geographic and it not being National Geographic. I'm like, oh, if he just waited like two seconds, I think he could have gotten it.
0: Yeah. So uh, essentially what happened uh, was you, you should be proud of yourself, Catherine, because I think you you only got to answer one question, and you got it right. Okay, good. I do remember uh, one being right. And then the second question, it, it was it was close, uh, yeah. as in the timing was close, yeah. because every person who stepped on it, you two were going for it, and they got it just a fraction of a second before you did. So you you were all trying, but the second question that the green monkeys got to answer he answered and he answered Mm -hmm. correctly you you both got to the final rung before the, the being one of the two and then the third question that you both rang rang in on he rang in and that was the one where uh Omeg starts to give the three options and he goes with option one before he got through all three and, and it was the incorrect one. And then the, the other team listened for the rest. And once they got that second one, they rung in and got the second. So you can blame him. It's his fault. Oh, job. that's
3: right. That's right. You it did was... your part. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember going home. I think my aunt was in town and like wanted to spend time with me. And I was like, I need to be alone in my room. And I was just like, in my, I, uh, I did wouldn't take my T-shirt off. <laughs>
2: oh, you're still a Green Monkey in our hearts.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Like I just am such a sore loser. I just I beat myself up for. I that th- that has not changed. But um, yeah, it's so funny to look back on now and be like, what an amazing experience. Like, and you just moped. <laughs> so well, mad. I would it's have been the same way. At it.
2: You know, looking back then, like being in it, I can understand yeah. your feelings for that. Mm-hmm. Um, d- would you Would you go on Legends again if you had the opportunity for whatever reason? Like maybe if they ever did like the reboot again. <laughs> A
3: thousand and one percent. Like I would love that so much. That would be amazing.
2: <laughs> the Green Monkey Trio right here. <laughs> we'll, we'll have We'll have Josh
0: come over. He'll be Olmec for us.
2: There you go. Yeah, we'll have our own home version. We don't need millions of dollars. We can make it with like carper boxes and shoes on bed banisters. So, we can make so, it work.
0: So here's what we're gonna have to do, Brett. Uh okay, for for all of you Slimesters who are listening, one of the personal goals that we have at Splat Attack is to get at least one contestant who was on every one of the teams. Uh we we would just just because. We we mm-hmm. know their stories are going to be similar, but, you know, we're completionists. We, we want yep. to have at least everyone. So once we have at least one from every team, we're going to have to see if we can't find a way that we can get everybody together in person and have our own uh Legends of the Hidden Temple yep. uh, battle um, among all of them. Do, do an at-home version.
2: Well, the 30th anniversary is coming up in 2023 of fall. So, when we get around to that time next year for season 5, that'd be a perfect opportunity to wedge that in there. Let's do it. Have all of our legends guests come back for that. That'd be amazing. And yeah. and yeah. get Kirk and uh Dee Bradley Baker if possible. Yeah, and if we can
0: if we can't, which would be awesome if we could, but I know I know Josh does a killer Omeg, so he'll be our Omeg if we can't find a uh, if we can't get the two of them but Definitely. still that would be fun that'd be a lot of fun <laughs> it's it's high optimism but we'll make it
2: work i i did note that the consolation prize this round. i think this is for the the newer version not positive um but it was a 15 dollar 50 sorry not 15 50 five, zero, dollar savings bond for star wars a droid's tale which i thought was a very weird prize like why would you need 50 dollars to buy a five dollar young adult book
0: I think that was the I think that was the original run because that was not anything to do with um uh Phantom Menace. Okay. Uh which by the time Gas Nick Gas was around they would have done more yeah. Phantom Menace stuff. Yeah, this was thousands. right at this was right at the time whenever the Star Wars special editions were being released in theaters and all the Star Wars merch went out the nose. So hmm. I'm pretty sure the one that's on YouTube is um is the one that was the original uh, uh, consolation prize.
2: Okay, so now that we've uh, finished with the steps of knowledge, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but um, you know, we'll be back after these messages shortly, and we'll have some more Temple game action for you.
0: The quest continues with more Legends of the Hidden Temple after this. In most sports, being bigger or stronger or faster is all it takes to win. Well, Nickelodeon Guts is not most sports. It goes beyond conventional measures to pit kids against the elements, against gravity, against a grueling mountainside. And in the end, it doesn't matter if you're big or small, or if you're a boy or a girl. It all comes down to one thing. Do you have it? Watch Nickelodeon Guts, the great equalizer, every weekday at 5:30, 30 Central, only on Nick's Uh, Brett, what do you have in your backpack to share today? I'm getting hungry from
2: walking around in these woods here. I'm glad you asked, Alex. Let's let's take a break under this uh, oak tree and see what kind of snacks we have to eat. Um, Let me see what we got here. Uh, We got a granola bar, we got sunflower seeds, and what the, a gnome? What is this pointy thing? I guess we got a gnome in here.
0: Yeah. That, that's a gnome, all right. And that's not just any gnome. That, that's David the Gnome, he, he, a doctor who helps animals and humans alike. Be sure to head over to our Patreon to check out our latest episode on the retrospective of the world of David the Gnome. Go to patreon.com slash splatattack.
2: Watch our new animated short from Splat Attack, Wacky Dingo, created by Brett, Monica, and nikao too featuring all the wild, wacky adventures that they go through in daily life. You can catch the Animated Short on our YouTube channel at Splat Attack Podcast. Now, back to the legendary action of Legends of the Hidden Temple. And we're back from our commercial break. If you're still listening, Slimesters, awesome. If you're not, get out of the bathroom. We need you here. We're doing an episode review. <laughs> this what is are you not waiting our... for? This is not all real monsters. This is not the big wave. No, it's not. We do, we did that for Patreon, uh, you know, back in July. That's that's said and done. We we still got till Super Bowl, so that comes around again. But uh, getting back to legends, we're gonna do the Temple Games, and we got the blue barracudas and the and uh, the purple parrots fighting against each other in a very competitive match. Uh, so what it comes down to these three games that are tied to Doctor Livingston's travels in Africa. And the first one is prediction, where they put a plug in a different hole. I think it's like around five holes on this, on this pedestal that's in front of each of the players. And they have to like guess which one uh, they're plugging up so they don't get squirted with water. And of course, uh, if they get it wrong, then they get squirted with water along with a little comical sound effect while Kirk uh, times out the different uh, ready set squirt actions. And at the end of 60 seconds, who gets squirted the least wins. And I think I broke a record for saying squirt the most times on this podcast.
0: I I think he broke a record on the episode.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was wild. but um, the blue barracudas did win that one, half pendant of life. So that that game
0: may be the silliest that I've seen on the show. Yeah, um, I'm expecting like some Looney Tune. That's all, folks. After, <laughs> in theory, it's 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 very weird because in theory, for the moat. It sounds so boring, but it's so cool to watch because it, it, again, it's it was very, very close. This in theory sounds like it would be a really fun episode or a really fun game to watch. And it's just the goofiest thing. Um, it's it's a good premise, but can we change the wording? Because hearing, because he would constantly yell, make your choice. And then once they've chosen one of the five holes, that they've got their little stamp in, and then he would just yell, squirt! And then <laughs> you'd hear, yeah, as water would shoot up.
2: I'm expecting a Super Soaker commercial or uh, a product tie-in whenever he says that. And and it's
0: nonstop. It was just, all right, make a choice. Squirt! All right, make a choice. Squirt! I'm like, no more! <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I don't want Nickelodeon to squirt children in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, We've, there's there's too much baggage there. Can we yeah. please change the words?
1: Squirt. All right, make your choice, squirt. Make your choice, squirt. All right, make your choice, squirt. All right, make your choice. It's two to one, purple parents. Squirt. Oh, she changed it last second. Make your choice, squirt. Oh, blueberry could have squirts Two to two. Make your choice. No score Make your choice.
2: Squirt. How about slime or gak or phloam even, but not squirt. Yeah. Or or just go. Yeah. All
0: right. All right. Uh, make your choice and go or whatever. You don't have to. Please, please stop squirting in their face.
2: <sighs> but moving on. After they dry off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go to another wet game. That's kind of innuendo as well. This is yes. called Shimmy Up the Cobra. And essentially what the t- two contestants have to do is slide themselves up a big, long, wet, slithery log as fast as possible and place their jewel on the hood of the cobra. And I think this is the most sexual we've ever gotten on this podcast while we're trying not to be. Uh, it's just describing what the game is
0: and of course
2: uh, but the visuals and out of context takes a completely different <laughs> meaning i'm sorry viewers who are listening to this with their child right now oh my gosh that was the fastest game too man seven was- seconds flats holy hell blue barracuda brett
1: It's slippery, it's slimy, and there's a spitting snake at him at the Blue Barracudas are blazing. Unbelievable job on the Blue Barracudas. That's it. That's it. We got ourselves a winner. Unbelievable.
2: Say that three times fast. He was practicing at home before he got on the show.
1: (laughs) Oh. Uh, 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 Oh my
2: god. This just gets worse and worse.
0: But that was that was a. Fa- I don't think I've ever seen uh, a competition round uh, a temple game go that fast. I mean, he went from s- s- beginning to end of that competition in seven seconds. That was amazing. New I was I was expecting him t- someone to slip. I mean, that's why they have the water sprayed onto this uh, obstacle to make it because, harder. Yeah, because they're going to slip off and they have to go back to the start. And, and nope, nope, dude, dude was Spider Man. He was not slipping off of this thing and it was uh it was very impressive
2: but uh yeah after we cool off from uh shimmering up cobras and <laughs> plugging squirting holes <laughs> 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 oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh um <laughs> uh we yes. have to read we have to do a very non-sexual uh, <laughs> temple game to round things out. Uh, Blueberry Cruz won the second round, by the way, obviously, as we mentioned. Yes. Um, uh, they have to reach the checkpoints by doing a wall climb where they have to essentially work with their team members uh, to catch, like, balls <laughs> being slung <laughs> at them. And they have to, like, slap it onto, like, a Velcro mouse pad on the wall four times as they make their way up. There's a lot of ball-slinging going on here.
0: (laughs) Are you you looking for these on purpose now?
2: Uh, half and half. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Uh, And, uh, Brett lost control on his way up. I thought that was hysterical. No. Oh, yes he oh dangling. he was so
0: close too he,
2: yeah he was just dangling there for like the the last 10 seconds and the, the purple parrot tried to get up a little bit further but he got caught halfway so you know it was it was surprising to see this was um you know one of those episodes where it's just like one team dominates and they they cleared house with all three events and got a perfect two pendant uh inventory for the temple run
0: yeah brett really killed it for this uh competition uh Tabitha was a, was a great shot. Uh, I mean, they they, they kind of went everywhere, but I mean, she got them to him when he was ready for them to yeah. be delivered, so he could put that on the little velcro pads. And he had good footing. He was up to the top in no time flat, and and then right at the very top, he had lost his footing and actually knocked off one of the velcro balls off of the pad. And then he spent a little while trying to get another one to put back up there. And Kirk fogg was like, "No, no, no, no! You got that one already. You got that. It's it counts. Go on to the next one. Go on to the next one. Go on to the next one. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. But but again, you're you're dealing with the music and the crowd yelling and yeah. And... It's all
2: it's a lot of information to take in in that it is span of time.
1: Blue Barracudas can go all the way to UGG. You already scored on Yambi, Go up to UGG. Blue Barracudas can go to UGG.
0: It is, but either way, he didn't get that last one, but he did get enough of a lead that they were able to get that final pendant. But either way, the Blue Barracudas—they they floored it all three temple games.
2: Yeah, good going, Blue Barracudas. Uh, but of course, we saved the best for last because we got the temple run next, <clears throat> and uh, after Olmec gives his brief rundown of a path that you could take. To maximize your, uh, you know, your time getting the artifact and getting backed. Um, essentially, Tabitha just, you know, had a strong start. She went through the crypt. She descended into the pit, leading her into the throne room. Where, as she was turning around, the temple guard kind of came out of the closet, you know, the door from the swamp, and went like booga 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 booga, and she was slightly phased. I mean, I think she knew what she was getting into, and then just handed him the pendant, and then, you know, she continued into the swamp. Um, I, I, I like that she climbed up the like the, the cargo net to the top uh, to try and get into I think the kings storeroom above because that that like connection between the upper and the lower rooms for that particular set isn't utilized that often It was utilized uh, a couple times uh, amidst the season one episodes but by season three when they just had the jesters court room they took that ladder out leading up to it because they found that most contestants either you know couldn't Think of using it while they're doing their run, or you know maybe the door just had a hard time opening up for them because they had to control a lot of actuators on a on a switchboard uh, off camera. So you know it's it's always fun when you see little things like that that you look forward to as a Legends fan. And you know when that didn't work, she just you know dove headfirst into the middle door leading to the dark forest. And of course you know Kirk. Kirk had the foreshadow that, ooh, there may be a temple guard hiding in the tree. And of course, you know, she looks at it and then it's like, Give me here, kid. And then she's not even faced. She doesn't even go into its arms. She's like, okay, fine. I guess I'm out of here. Whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, with, with about like a healthy two minutes left on the clock, you know, Brett, not me to clarify, <laughs> uh, 90s Brett that's older than me. Um, He he just booked it, retraced her steps, and, you know, got there with ample time, and I thought he made this weird mood after he tried to go up to Shrine Silver Monkey by using that shortcut in there. He actually put the key back into the forest spirit's mouth, uh, which I've never seen any other contestant do before, but I guess, you know, he didn't know where else to put it other than in his pocket. Uh, Busted through, took his time going up the mine shaft, which, you know, if you're a Legends fan, you would have expected them to take the shortcut ladder leading to the shrine, but it's fine. Um, he ended up in the Viper's nest. He ended up pulling all three snakes out, getting the rubber snake out of the last one that was closest to the mine shaft, and you know, with yeah, with, uh, with like a healthy 50 seconds left, he managed to reach over, grab the diary off the shelf of the shrine of the Silver Monkey while he was still entering the room, and then once Kirk said, "He's got the diary." You know, Brett just booked it straight out. He went across King's storeroom, up the observatory, and then took a detour in Medusa's Lair for some reason. But I, I think, you know, he was trying to get like a, a personal best where he literally went through every single room of the temple on his way out, which only a couple of other contestants have managed to do uh, in the show's history. And then of course, you know, jump into the pit, make it through the ledges, and you know, with a jubilant leap off the steps next to Olmec, he made it with five seconds on the clock. And, uh, you know, it was a victory temple run. Team effort, you know, pretty standard. And they got to go to Smuggler's Notch in addition to, uh, you know, earning them both uh, Magnavox portable CD players and uh, Schwinn Z -Z flash bikes. So, you know, things that 90s kids would want. (laughs) What What do you think about this temple run, Alex?
0: I actually had to look up to see if Smuggler's Notch is still a thing. It still says it! Okay, so apparently Smuggler's Notch is still a thing. Uh, and I was thinking when they advertised it in the show, because they Smuggler's Notch, the America's favorite family resort. I'm like <laughs> Smuggler's Notch Vermont. America's favorite family resort. It's in
2: Vermont though. <laughs> According to who?
0: And it still says it. I pulled it up on the I pulled it up right now. And it's still the tagline: America's family resort, like in the best vacation value for family
2: fun. Like <laughs> this episode was not sponsored by uh, smugglers Not. <laughs> I'll have to ask my relatives about it because they live in Vermont. Uh, I wonder if they've been there before. But I who who's heard of this? No kid has. No kid has
0: heard of this, especially in the night. I'm 36. I still didn't even know what this was. But uh but no, the the temple run itself was really well done. Um it did it the spirit inside the uh, dark forest did make me laugh. Uh for those of you who who can't are, are just listening. Uh, usually when the, the, the tree, the mortal combat tree comes to life and captures the kids by wrapping the arms around the kid. That's not what happened this time. It, it would be like if you had pool noodles, for arms, and then just wave them up and down. That's pretty much what happened. Uh, Where you just see the hands just come up, and that's about it. And they they Oh, I guess I'm scared
2: scared now. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) But uh, that that was my big fear. Uh, Whenever, (laughs) even though I was never on the show, I knew that if I ever was on the show, and I was going to be scared of the Temple Guards, that was the room that if I ever went into, I would be the most scared uh, because it, it, it's not just a guard jumping out of the room. Which, by the way, that made me chuckle too. Because she she sat down on the throne, and it started to pivot. And then the temple guard came in on the other side, just waiting. And uh, of course, we the audience see the temple guard just waiting there. And uh, she's just sitting there. Of course, that chair is slowly turning, waiting for her.
2: Turn back around. (laughs) Is there a reverse button on this thing? I want to go back the other way. (laughs) If I don't see it, it's not real.
0: (laughs) It's like Dr. Evil. Just turn it back the other way. Yeah.
2: Oh, I love that with the remote control. (laughs) Really? Yes, really.
1: He's stealing Austin Powers Mojo, even as we speak. Really?
0: but uh, it was a good temple run uh i don't know i don't think he went through the route that he did as a personal best to try to go mm-hmm. through every room i suspect it was just because this door going this way yeah uh, like he didn't he, have enough time to think so
2: as soon as he yeah, saw an open one he went through it just
0: just reactionary which is probably what i would have done but still Regardless, it's cool, because he got to go through every room. So it's yeah. still pretty freaking awesome. Good but, job, other uh, Brett. <laughs> but it was a good run. It was a very good run. It's It was hand over fist for the Blueberry Cootas. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for the Green Monkeys, as much as we love the Green Monkeys. And uh, I, I, I'm very saddened that Catherine wasn't able to be a part of the Temple Run. But yeah. knowing uh, how... <laughs> <laughs> she
2: said she would have been too scared to do it. It's probably it probably worked good, out for the best. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But this, it was it was a solid run. I I agree. Um, I would say it's like upper middle tier for me because I've seen some real nail biters and really exciting and really creative runs with the way the contestants go through. Um, this this felt like a standard victory to me. Not awful, not bad. You know, it's it's good. It's good. Just not like above a like some of the other ones. Yeah. yeah. Simple crowd please. Satisfying decent sized artifacts so it's not easy to get lost or like it's not like a helmet that gets stuck in the ledges when you have to climb through tiny doors so it works well we've had a really fun temple run with the blue Barracudas Brett and Tabitha and we're very happy that they won their trip to Smugglers Notch Vermont despite no one really knowing where that is or <laughs> even just knowing about in general but uh alex <laughs> I, yeah i'll have to ask my relatives about that again um but with all that being said and now that olmec's kind of going sleep for today until the next legend uh what do you want to give our, uh, for our splat attack rating of the diary of dr livingstone
0: uh i I think you and I are very much going to have the same uh, input for this one. Uh, I think it's a solid episode. I don't think it goes above and beyond Um, just because Catherine was our guest and she was very sweet. And uh, not to say that Brett and Tabitha aren't, she's my connection. Uh, so there, there was a little bit of ah, man, I wish she had gone through. Yeah. But regardless, even with that in mind, the episode itself was still a very good episode. Uh, the it had the best layout of the moat that I've ever seen. Uh, the <laughs> squirting in the face and the climbing of the snake were fine uh, and very. One of them was very quick and it gave a lot of really fun content for the podcast. But. Uh, but they—they they it was a solid play, uh, all on blue barracudas and a solid temple run. I can't really fault the episode uh, outside of just it's—it's it's a standard win, and not to say that not not to even downplay that because it's still a win and it's still a very good win. It is a simple crowd pleaser. Overall, I think it was well constructed
2: uh,
0: as an episode, and I I give it an A. I give it a splat Cool.
2: Yeah, um, it's it's funny how you know despite our short prep time for this episode, um, I my mood changed the more I watched it. Like the more I gave it time to simmer in my head and take note of all the highlights and the highs and lows. Um, at first, I wanted to give it a C. I'm like, ugh, this is there's nothing interesting going on here. But the more I watched it, it's like, oh. That's an unusual moat game. I don't see that too often. And they have to work together. And it was really close down to the wire. That I makes must- it more interesting. Okay, I'm gonna bump this up to a B now. Oh wow, that kid went super fast on that uh that like Cobra log temple game. I've never seen that happen before. Oh, let's bump it up a little bit more. Um, you know, that kid, you know, managed to get out the temple and he ensured a victory, despite the fact that, you know, it's kind of a slow start with Tabitha You know, leading in the front. And they had plenty of time on the clock. Let's bump it up a little Mm -hmm. more. So I think I'm going to give it a splat zone as well because (laughs) the more I watched it and the more that I took in, yeah, there's really nothing I can knock it down for. Yeah, And it had a lot of unique things that helped support it up more.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think this would be one of those underrated episodes.
2: Yeah, it's, it's definitely lesser known among the Legends community. Like, it's not one of the... Memorable ones that some of the other other people mentioned when I talked to them, or even in our twenty most memorable uh, Temple Run episode from season one. But it's still it's still a solid offering, and anyone yeah. who does and, watch it for the first time would enjoy it.
0: And and our top twenty uh, tem- memorable Temple Runs again. It was just out of one hundred twenty. <laughs> it, it was just because that they, they there was one very specific thing that was very out of the norm, uh, both good and bad. Uh, in this episode, it's it's a solid episode. Uh, there wasn't anything in it to put it into like the S and above category of wow, this is incredible, or even down the low like oh gosh, this was terrible. It was it's a solid good episode. Uh, I, I mean, I would put it as what what would be a good analogy maybe like the crimson clown of are you afraid yeah. of the dark it's 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 not one of the highlight ones but it's one that deserves more recognition yeah great but not amazing miss catherine how uh, yes you beat up on yourself what was it like when you had to go to school and tell your friends that you were on legends and and then to see that you didn't make it that far um
3: uh, you know i think that was the weird thing like um I came there from Pennsylvania, like so gung ho um, about, so I came in the middle of sixth grade and then that would have been the summer after sixth grade. And um, so I think it was just like, there weren't that, that's what was weird. There weren't that many people that I knew at all from school that were on it. And it was in the summer. So I was like, I don't have to face anyone, but like no one cared at all. so i think there were just i feel like there were just a couple of people maybe that i saw and like some of them didn't make it through the audition so i was like well i did that so (laughs) but yeah that's all i remember i i get over things really quickly too (laughs) cry my eyes out and then i'm like hey let's go get some ice cream and then totally forget about it
2: (laughs) i'd be the same way i love ice cream Oh, um, did you keep in touch or interact with any of the other contestants like before or after the show?
3: No, I mean, it was just like a bunch of handshaking and like, I think maybe I hugged my partner. And that okay. was it.
2: <laughs> just kind of formal greetings. Because yeah. you didn't get much time to know them.
3: Yeah.
0: So before we wrap up the episode, because uh, Catherine is... Legends of the Hidden Temple is not the only tie-in that Catherine has with Nickelodeon. What is uh, one of the other tie-ins that you have with Nickelodeon?
3: Um, well, I am proud to say that I played the nerd in Keenan and Kel's class on Kenan and Kel for three episodes. I was Janet, the nerd. Really obnoxious nerd. That always wore short skirts for some reason. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So in
0: the... In a future season, uh, because we have yet uh, to to talk about Keenan and Kel, and we only do thirteen episodes a season, and yeah. there's so much '90s Nickelodeon content that it's it's impossible to talk about every single aspect of Nickelodeon within our podcast. So we very much want to talk about Keenan and Kel, and when we do, uh, we I'd love to pick one of the episodes that you were in, so we could uh, have you on as a guest again.
3: Yeah, and it just came on Netflix, so I'm so excited! Like. It's all new people are coming out of the woodworks being like, You were on Keenan Account And they're like, I still find it crazy that now everyone watches this. <laughs>
2: yeah. There's a new resurgence of nostalgia for everyone, especially people who have kids that watch nineties Nickelodeon with them. It's like we're introducing a new generation, so it's like renewing its uh, you know, magic and wonder that it had back in the nineties.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's I, I just I feel so lucky. That I was I got to be a part of any of this growing up. Like, just really magical.
2: Well, we're very we're lucky and thankful to have you here today because you were just a delight to talk to. I wish I wish we could talk to you more about this. <laughs> well, before we get into our legends themed segment, let's uh take a trip to Camp Anawana and get some letters from Mona's mailbag because we have not one, but two reviews. Uh fresh off the boat from Mona. Hey!
1: You. So
2: today we have uh, GQ1221, uh, who recently wrote us a review, and his title is 90s Nick Forever. Five stars. Love Brett's artwork and both him and Alex's knowledge on Nickelodeon. Growing up, I never had friends to share my love for 90s Nick. Kenan and Kel, Doug, and Hey Arnold are my favorite shows. Love the interviews with the creators and the cast members from our beloved shows. You guys are the best. Keep it going. And then it gives like a little fist pump with us. Thank you, GQ1221. We really appreciate the kind words, and we are glad that you connect with our podcast. Alex, what's the other review that we've got?
0: Yes, our second review comes from BrickmanX, with the title, Your Childhood in a Podcast. BrickmanX writes... So much has already been said, but this is a phenomenal podcast and one that is an absolute love letter to those who loved Nick in the 90s. Listen and bathe in the nostalgia. The way Alex and Brett bring all of the original people back is astounding.
2: Thank you so very, very much. We're going to play Guess That Artifact because, you know, it's a Legends episode. (laughs) And, you know, I feel this is a fun way to play around with our segments instead of doing like a standard one. So because we're doing, uh, I guess, that artifact this time around again, here are three clues for our Slimesters at home that are either watching or listening to this to see if you know what artifact we're talking about from Legends history. And if you do figure it out and you're the first one to email us or DM us with the correct answer, kind of like Matt Gordon did in Season 2 when we mentioned the Metal Beard of the Egyptian King in Episode 22, we will send you either a Splat Attack shirt or mug. So if you want to tune in, that's an incentive for you to engage with us. <laughs> so here are your clues and we'll show you this uh, you know, blacked out artifact on the screen to give you a hint of uh, what it could possibly be. Uh, your clues are number one, no business like snow business on a mountain peak. Clue number two, a warrior's favorite dessert, so the legend says. And clue number three, a contestant who lost their way by slithering through a dark forest. Each one of these clues gives you a piece of the puzzle in terms of what team made it to this particular room and got which artifact. So if you can give us the artifact first (laughs) and the episode that it's from, uh, we'll, we'll send you some podcast merch. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to wrap up this episode review because, you know, we like to wrap up all of our episode reviews with a bow, you know, short and sweet and to the point. Uh, Slimesters, what is your favorite Legends episode and why? We know you're out there. We know you have some that you'd love to share with us that we haven't mentioned yet on this podcast. So DM us on Instagram at Splattack Podcast or email us at splatattack 2021 at gmail.com. You could even mention it in our comments of the YouTube channel, Talk Podcast as well. You know, however you can connect with us where we're most active, we'd love to hear from you. It's, It's always a treat. Or an
0: episode that you think much like this one is an underrated solid episode.
2: Yeah, or if you want us to do an episode that you haven't heard of and we can put it in our schedule. You know, we can feature your answer in a Mona's mailbag segment, generate some hype, and anything goes for our fans. We could make it happen. Uh, I know in particular, I'd love to have an orange iguana and purple parrot on the show still. Uh, so that would be a real treat for us if we can collaborate together, you the listener, audience member, and us the podcasters to, you know, work some temple magic.
3: Time. Thank you guys so much. I, Alex, thank you so much. I was so excited to get here. Um, I, I actually had put my alerts on and it came up and I was like, what is, and I was like, oh. <gasps>
0: Yes, I'm here. <laughs> I guarantee we're gonna have some Legends fans who have no idea that you were on Keenan and Cal, and then whenever we plug that, they're gonna be, ooh, she was on this too. And then you're gonna, gonna, you're gonna get a well,
2: some well-needed publicity. Yay! <laughs> <Yes>.
3: Finally. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> After 30 years, the nerds win. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's oh, your time to shine, that. Catherine. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for joining us. It really thank you a guys.
3: It's such a pleasure. Uh, Great to see you. I'll uh, hopefully talk to you soon. And um, I can't wait to watch more episodes of your stuff.
2: Well, uh, it's time to put away our pendants and helmets yet again, because we are done with Legends of the Hidden Temple and have concluded this episode. Um, Alex, what are we doing next time? Speaking of game shows, which we hinted at earlier. We are going to be having another guest
0: on the show who was also on Legends of the Hidden Temple, but that is not the show we're gonna be talking about because this Ooh. same contestant was also on another
2: game show that is mm-hmm. celebrating its 30th anniversary. Oh man, another anniversary, I can't wait. This is gonna be exciting. I, I'm super stoked for this, just because of the, the combination of the contestant and all the ground we're gonna cover. We, ha- we haven't even talked about this on the podcast yet, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh it's gonna be a good one. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, simple question really is, um, do you have it?
2: <laughs> Don't put away your helmet just yet. You're going to need it for another round. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, limber up, and we'll see you for episode 30. Uh, Alex, will you drain the slime tank for us, please?
0: Aye, aye, captain. And look out for uh, Kirk. I believe he's going to rappel in.
2: Uh-oh, watch out. <laughs> Kirk, I'm trying to close my episode here. Watch out. Ah. Jeez, <laughs> you, you'd think he would, like wait until I'm done doing the episode before he starts filming another show, but I guess they're on a tight schedule. Got to get those six episodes in a day. Get them going, get them going. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, while I get out of Kirk's way. splash you later, guys. Bye.
3: Uh, <laughs> reprise
1: the theme song and roll the credits. Hard to believe, folks, but it's time to say goodbye. Night. Hey, check us out next time for more adventure and another great legend of the Hidden Temple.
3: What do we do, too, then?
1: Chill for a couple. We'll be back. You're on there. And it was time for the superhero to move on. I
3: declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Oh, bye
1: bye. <laughs>